Hello! It's Thursday! Which means it's once again time for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast which offers objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad. And with me as always, he's going deeper underground, there's too much panic in this town, it's Anthony James. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. How, how are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Very, very well. It's, I really um, leaned into that hello there. That was, that was higher um, and louder than I intended. Hello! I'm like, I'm eventually, yeah. you're just going to be like Mrs. Doubtfire. It's going to yeah. yeah, be. That's where great. I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah. Hello! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I've been good. How about you? How about you? Uh, I'm very well. Uh, Spurs won a match this week. Not to, We're not talking about sport on this podcast. It's not a sport podcast, but Spurs won a match for the first time in what feels like a year. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. Um, so yeah, I, I can't complain. And I watched a good movie. Uh, well, I watched several good movies, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which we won't be talking about on this podcast. The rest, we may. Remember that so- match against Fulham? Uh, I thought I'd just bring the football into the movie talk, you know? We should... Um, okay, Gold. we'll do sports movies one day, yeah. yeah. And we can talk about... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Nunez. Yeah. Something, yes. something Nunez. Fulham! Yeah. yeah. Oh, Remember that match God. against Fulham? <laughs> he, becomes, he becomes left-footed magically at the end of the movie because he has to score a Lauren Robert free kick who was also left-footed despite being right-footed for the rest of the movie. Who, um, did, who did Tottenham uh, beat out of curiosity? Not Fulham. Uh, West Bromwich Albion is who they beat. So take that Birmingham Um, but we're not here to talk about football or football related movies this week no we're here to talk about monster movies we are Um, because uh, I watched the Kong versus Godzilla trailer and it looked kind of rad to be honest I thought what better time? I well, watched I that trailer too, actually. I, 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 I've, I watched it since we decided to do monster movies. Yeah. Um, and I never actually saw the Brian Cranston Godzilla remake. Uh, but okay. I have to say, Kong and Godzilla facing each other on like a aircraft carrier or whatever it was looked pretty, pretty cool. Good. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. Like you got a big fucking monkey and a lizard that shoots lasers out of its mouth. I'm yeah. on board with that, frankly. Um so uh before we get into that, um next week's show is going to be a movie diary, so I'll remind you at the end of the episode, but be sure to check us out there. Um subscribe to us on YouTube uh, at the Culture Cave or on podcasting apps for the best movie podcast ever. Give us a like, get involved in the comments, please share the show with your friends. It really does help us with uh with getting the engagement out there uh, but other than that let's talk about some movies let's do it okay so i have very arbitrarily constructed a premise for this uh, themed episode on monster movies which is that we're going to talk about these i think chronologically i think that makes the most sense mm-hmm. um and we're going to give each of these monsters a rating um out of 10 based on how much destruction they cause with i guess 10 being kind of planetary level destruction <laughs> and one being like flips over a car or something like that um and zero so, being none yeah zero being none zero being a benevolent monster who causes no destruction whatsoever i can't think does of destruction count also as human life so say if no yeah. no building was just was destroyed but someone died. That counts as destruction. Oh yeah, that's destruction. That's like a solid two or three, I would say. Yeah. If you go straight to killing someone, that's that's okay. fairly high. Um, and I'm also going to add a caveat 
slash disclaimer at the beginning of this that um this is mainly my fault we're not going to talk about like the universal monster movies from like the 20s through to the 40s here purely because i haven't really seen that many of those and uh i feel like they deserve their own podcast that's not to say we'll never talk about them um i just unless anthony wants to talk about them here i won't i'm not going to mention them because i will make a fool of myself or more of a fool than uh, i normally do um but i i say let's get started yep. talking about some gosh darn monsters and <laughs> i'm sure you've got this one on your list yep sure you have you simply must do um well I, having said that i will say conrad has prepared a big long list of monster movies yeah. i've only got a list of the ones i've actually watched this week so uh yeah. conrad didn't watch all of these this week we'll just say oh no <laughs> no i a lot of these are movies that i haven't seen for a little while because i'm not insane i'm not going to try and watch every single yeah, one yeah. of these uh so you may find that my input on some of these movies is rather limited yeah but, uh... <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about each one anyway and i will let you know which ones i have actually watched recently yeah um well so this is one that i that i did watch this week and it's the the first time i've ever seen it i've meant to watch it for years and years never got around to it um and that is king kong from 1933 which i believe you watched as well i did watch it yes uh i watched yeah uh, yeah um geez do, what do we have to say about king kong like uh like i, a, I mean i've got a lot a big to say, monkey but i mean i'm sure we don't have to tell people what it is was what i mean uh, do you know what surprised me the most about this movie is that I, so I, I've seen the Peter Jackson Jackson one. I think I might have seen the one from the 70s as well when I was very young. Um, I But talking about the Peter Jackson one, I didn't realise that like the fight with the T-Rex and like t- kind of King yeah. Kong duking it out with other monsters on Skull Island was actually in the original. Oh, didn't so you? So I was super impressed to see that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and like when I was young... Um, I thought that this was uh, Ray Harryhausen who did the animation for this. So the, I we'll thought that to too. Later. I thought that too. Um, uh, but um, yeah, so I'd like, I was kind of, I, I found out after watching this that it's actually uh, Willis H. O'Brien, who I think was Ray Harryhausen's mentor. But mm. uh, I was it, it, like super stoked to see that sort of stop motion animation really, really used a lot in this. Mm. You get like uh, King Kong beating up a, or killing a T-Rex because it attacks um, Andaro's character. Yep. I think there's a giant snake at some point. Um, there might be some others as well. But yeah, there's some great stuff in it. Giant snake. Um, there's also like a Loch Ness monster <laughs> type, mm. type thing. There which, is a Loch Ness monster. Which yeah. eats a guy. Um, yeah. Oh, which... there's, and there's like a Stegosaurus as well that they just shoot straight away. Yeah. There's like no questions asked. Put her down. Yeah. And they like just just start blasting it with rifles. Yeah. So I think I think like I really enjoyed this film too. Um, I watched it last night. Um, you know, I don't know whether it's a monster movie podcast. I don't know whether we want to get into the obvious. You know issues with certain certain aspects of that i will yeah there's some there are some dated elements of this movie i think it's fair to say like the sort of inherent orientalism is pretty is pretty on the nose uh and it does have a line that is so outrageously uh outdated that it became probably my favorite line in the whole movie and a line that i will carry with me for the rest of my life uh which is that where andaro's character is talking to the the handsome sea captain jack mm-hmm. um before they arrive on skull island and she says the line why jack you hate women which <laughs> which is just it's just great that's just great stuff from the 30s there yeah, um, and we have been my my favorite. Part, I thought you were going to say my favorite part was his response. He goes, "But Anne, you're not women." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jack. That I mean, that is good as well. But it's just that entire exchange is is just could not do that 
even in like the 80s i feel like you couldn't get get away with that like, well, like the, the film in general like i think there's a, there's a lot of like i think even in black Klansman, they mentioned this randomly uh um the, the idea that the roles for you know black people were very much consigned to savages uh yeah which yeah. which obviously this is a very big thing there's also the whole discussion of which this is not just a king kong analysis video so maybe we'll go into the depths of this there's a whole discussion of the way that they're taking this savage beast from its land where it was the king yeah. and taking it over to the civilized world uh yeah, like uh, the, the, you might smell a metaphor in in um yeah in, in the, the, the plot to be honest with you, it made me and my wife both be like why did everyone want to remake this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about a cool monkey that blows. No, it doesn't blow anything up. To be honest, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, t- returning to our arbitrary scaling. Yeah. I don't think King Kong actually rates that highly. Uh, like, he kills a T Rex. Yeah. I'd say that gets him to uh, that, that gets him up to two, uh, and and he kills. I guess he kills a couple of guys. I don't really remember him killing that many. He, and he, he grabs a plane. He kills a few. He, he doesn't. Yeah. I, but I mean. As as the benchmark for for where we will progress on this rating, I would say he's maybe at a five because he really once he gets to New York, he really doesn't do anything. He just kind of he he stares in a little girl's w- window in a hilarious moment of comedy, um, and then and then climbs the Empire State Building and gets shot a bunch, which is yeah. We did destroy one of the planes. I, I will say I will say though, this version of King Kong, I was surprised. All of the tenderness and the empathy put into King Kong in in uh, Peter Jackson's 2005 version is not here at all. There's no bonding uh, between Anne Darrow uh, and the, and the monkey or and There's and, a little. And, I think there's a little like not I felt, really compared not, not to as much. Yeah, not nowhere near as much. Nowhere near you as much. You can't you can't um oh, I, I feel no, like what I mean I think I think I think it's in this one it's very much one direction. Um, oh, well, you I, think, I, he's, I think he's infatuated with her. There's a tiny her, bit her. of that. Mm. I don't think there's anything in the. I don't think I didn't get anything in the other direction. And oh Dar- no, I don't I, think she cares about him at all. Like, no, she, whereas she, whereas in whereas stress. in the Peter Jackson one, you know, you've literally got uh, Anne Darrow screaming at, at the plane, "Stop shooting him! Stop! Yeah. Stop!" You know, like. It's much more sympathetic character in in the 2005 version, yeah. whereas well, this one, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Well, yeah, as 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 the guy, I can't remember his character's name, but he's he's played by Jack Black in the Peter Jackson version. Twas beauty killed the beast. Yeah. Uh, Denim. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I reckon about five for old for the old Kongster. Yeah, I think I could agree with five for this for this version of Kong. Okay, excellent. Um, so, I have you got anything before the fifties now in your list? No, well, actually, the only other two that I watched uh, are both in this in, in the decade that's just passed. Oh, okay, fine, that's cool. So, I'm I'm going to go through a couple. You've probably seen some of these, and mm-hmm. if you haven't, it's fine. We'll go we'll go through them quickly. Um, so, the next one I watched again. This is the first time that I'd ever seen this. It's in a massive glaring hole in my my cinematic uh, backlog uh, and that is 1954's Godzilla um mm-hmm. which <laughs> originally it, if i'm not mistaken i like i haven't seen this one actually but if i'm not mistaken it is originally japanese made yes yeah yeah, yeah. so it's completely japanese it's it's basically it, it it couldn't really have been made anywhere other than japan because it's mm-hmm. about 
post about the post uh, atomic bomb droppings japan it's like very like the whole idea is that we're testing these nuclear weapons and they are creating these monsters that we can't control and that will destroy the world it's basically yeah. a very like anti-nuclear weapon uh movie which is unsurprising given it was made in japan in the 50s i'm just uh, gonna like, throw out a word here conrad and you need to on. explain to me what the word means right go on and i'm gonna show you ignorance if it's not even in the ballpark but isn't in the ballpark kaiju Oh yeah, kaiju is Japanese for big monster. Like yeah, kaiju, yeah, yeah, yeah. kaiju originates in Godzilla. Okay, um, okay gotcha. So um, this—it's uh, funny actually. The, the animation in this has aged worse than in King Kong. I think like there are bits of this that are laugh out loud cheesy, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's a great movie, but you do have to watch it with kind of like a, a sense of like this is kind of dumb, but whatever, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Like when when he's just like he just fucks up like trains by like stamping on them. And then the, then it cuts to like, an, like it's clearly a model train and then it cuts to like the interior of the train and all the people in it are just like, Whoa! It's like he just stepped on a mo- train moving at like 90 miles an hour. Like you would all be dead. Like there's no way that that would get. Um, and he's also, it, it, it has something that the King Kong does have a bit, but it has like kind of interstitial, uh, like, you know, spinning newspapers, like, and then like, um, and and Godzilla in one of those is described as the monster of the century, which to me implies there's going to be more than one, which I really like as a kind yeah. of a very pessimistic outlook for that uh, that news outlet. But um, yeah, Godzilla, he's way bigger than King Kong. He basically destroys the entirety of Tokyo in this movie, uh, which I think in terms of monsters on this list and how much they destroy i would argue that king uh, that, that godzilla is probably at the top of the list because he literally takes out an entire city there's a couple of others we're going to get to a bit later that might be higher hmm. um but and, and also to kill him spoilers for the end of godzilla they do kill him um they need to use the oxygen destroyer which literally splits the oxygen atom and kills like everything in a three mile radius that has any <laughs> oxygen in its body so i think we can show and they drop it in the ocean as well so, so it's just like well i hope no i hope the fishing industry in japan didn't need to exist for the next hundred years because you've just decimated well it. a lot of the population of tokyo is gone now so that's true. Yeah, that is true. They don't need to fish. They well, they can't fish because they don't exist anymore. Um, so, so, is, so you're saying that he died at the end of this? But what, yeah, hang on. Where does like King Kong versus Godzilla come into? Oh, uh, it's, it's uh, this is a hole that I went down after this because like, at the end of the movie, <laughs> like he, he gets yeah, they drop the oxygen destroyer. He turns into bones and then the bones disappear as well. And I was like, well, how the fuck are there like a million sequels to these movies? <laughs> yeah. And I think he just turns up again because basically at the end of this movie, uh, the, the 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 main scientist who is uh, he's in a bunch of like Urzu and and um, and uh, uh, like other like samurai mo- uh, movies. Like he's a really big actor in Japan. I can't remember his name now. He's in Akiru. Um, I'm, I'm gonna kick myself for not remembering it. But he's like the main scientist guy, and he basically says, "Oh, there'll be another Godzilla because if we keep testing nuclear weapons, that they will, you know, will will irradiate some other member of this species, and they'll wake up." Mm, opening so think, the door. Opening the yeah, door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then and then I'm presuming in the in the sequels, it's not the Godzilla; it's another Godzilla. But they were just like, whatever. We're making a sequel. Same. Yeah. Same thing. Like, and Godzilla is like, it's kind of a weird Komodo dragon bear type thing <laughs> like it's a, it was, yeah. looks kind of like a bear's proportions when it stands up with a tail yeah he's a chunky boy and and actually it's i think he's the i think he's the only one on this list that i've got that has powers that's another oh, yeah, thing like that beams so, like, out of his mouth yeah like he can he can breathe like i think well in, in the original it seems like he's breathing like steam out of his mouth but it sets things on fire and makes them explode so i don't know how that works hmm. but um 
Yeah, he 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 can like he like charges his scales and then breathes fire. Well, um, none of mine have no none of mine have powers either. Actually, that's yeah. A good point. So there you go. That might, I mean, he is literally the king of the monsters. So perhaps that's yeah. why. Um, but I I my argument for Godzilla is going to be that he's probably an eight on our pla- on our planetary destruction scale, um, because I think there's yeah. a couple I've got that are higher. I think but, the planet like to be a ten, the planet would literally have to blow up. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to be like a Super Saiyan and like crack the planet in half to, <laughs> yeah. get, a, to get a 10. That's what I think. Um, uh, Godzilla's, you know, definitely, 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 definitely a big boy. Uh, it's apparently <laughs> yeah. the original, the original title here apparently is Gojira. Yeah, Gojira. They mention it in the, uh, which we'll get get to a bit later, in the 1998, um, uh, oh, what is it, Roland Emmerich uh, um, one, where... Um, uh, I, I can't remember his name now. The guy, the guy was in the. Um, they did one of the voices in The Simpsons. Um, but he, he'd like, he, he basically pronounces it. Hang, no, it's not Hank Azaria. It's the other one. Um, Harry Cas- Shearer. Oh, okay. Harry Shearer. Yeah, he plays like a dickhead news news uh, reader in in the 1998 one. He mispronounces Gojira as Godzilla, and that's how they end up at Godzilla, which is quite a funny way of like oh, okay, <laughs> of yeah. doing that. Um, but yeah, so that's Godzilla. He's a biggie. He's a big one. I, I'm gonna <clears throat> take a brief detour now, and I don't know if you've seen these, but so I'll just okay. go through. All, no, I'll no. go through all of these at once because even though some of them are in the '70s, they kind of fit together. Did you ever, when you were a kid, did you watch any of like the Ray Harryhausen animation films? No, not really. I, I may have accidentally seen one, and when you say it, I might be recognized. You know, but okay. not not really. Um, so like the, these were basically like. <laughs> my bread and butter as a as a kid so i i absolutely love these movies um he he made three sinbad movies so one in 58 one in 73 and one in Mm -hmm. 77 so he made the seventh voyage of sinbad that was the first movie he made which is an interesting title for like like the first sinbad movie that you're making then the golden voyage of sinbad and then sinbad and the eye of the tiger and i put these in here they're technically multiple monsters but the animation is so cool and it and it's obviously so inspired by king kong that i felt i had to mention them so in the first one he get he fights um like a cyclops which is awesome uh then he fights some skeletons he fights a rock like a massive bird and a dragon um in in the second one, there's this like boat fight with this like the, the wooden figurehead comes to life and fights them with a harpoon. Uh, then there's like I can't remember what the 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 Hindu many armed god is, but there's essentially a statue that looks a bit like that, and it like gets a bunch of swords and fights like eight guys at once. That it, these movies rule <laughs> so much. So I wanted to mention them in this, even though it's not technically big monsters. Um, and then obviously you've got uh, Jason and the Argonauts as well, which is uh, Harry House and uh, did the animation for that, and you get the famous like skeletons and Hydra fight in that. Um, I don't feel they necessarily fit in with the spirit of this, but I had to take my opportunity to mention them. So, well, that is actually, but have you having said that is um, like whenever we were watching it, Ema said to me like, "Is that uh, Ray Harryhausen? Is is that the uh, King Kong? Is that Ray King Harryhausen? King Kong? Yeah, you know." Um, so she was she she knows him, and she and she mentioned yeah. Sinbad as well. So it's oh, clear, okay. Nice. I, I'm just I'm just not very cultured. Like let's be honest. No, I mean they, I th- I feel like they were they were of a very specific time i talk about problematic movies those sinbad movies holy smokes and some of some, some of the uh some of the orientalism in those is a little yeah, rough yeah. today considering like three sinbad movies not once was it anything other than the white guy who played sinbad the arabian pirate which <laughs> yeah. well that's um, always the way that's always we talked, we talked is, last week true. about john john wayne playing genghis khan like you know yeah oh god yeah 
if only. We'll get we'll we'll do a special episode on white guys playing people they really shouldn't have played in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to go um, under the but, table first, then we'll then we'll pop into those Please don't unsubscribe. Um <laughs> Okay, so moving on. I'm interested to hear what you think about this one, whether this counts as a monster movie. Okay. Um, this is my only one from the 70s. Um, Except so I'm, I'm taking a bit of you're not mentioning forward. the King Kong remake? No, I didn't bother mentioning the King Kong remake because A, I haven't seen it, and B, it's fucking, you know, it's King Kong. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah. thing happens. Yeah. Um, I got, I put down 1975's Jaws. Do you think this qualifies as a monster movie? It has to. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why it has to. Because one of the films that I watched, I know which bas- one it is as well. Yeah, yeah, it's basically yeah. it's like it's 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 kind of like the sequel to Jaws. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would call it a monster movie. It, okay, he's not that big, and in our in our destruction scale, he's probably a, a two at best. He he destroys like two boats in the whole movie, which in you know on on the Godzilla's yeah. on the Godzilla scale of things, Jaws does nothing, but. In terms of iconic movie monsters, oh, yeah, I think Jaws is Jaws is up there, surely. Well, Jaws actually brought a whole new dimension into the the monster movie, and that was the tension building. You yeah. know, I think they, they took that to another level uh, with Jaws. There was a little bit of it in uh, in King Kong, the 30, 33 King Kong, that we noticed. You know, like they had like the, the a child in the middle of the pathway as King Kong was running, and you had a bit of tension, like, is it going to get the child? And eventually the mother swept through or someone swept through and picked yeah, it up. Yeah. So there was a little bit of it, but it was very rushed, whereas Jaws took its time yeah, really as I, sort I, of, you know... I, I feel like monster movies again. I, I didn't see that many of the Universal ones. You know, I've seen like uh, Phantom of the Opera and, and and Dracula, but but most of them I've not seen. But I feel I feel like maybe prior to Jaws, certainly in Western cinema, monster movies were very much kind of B movies. Like they weren't supposed to be yeah. good movies. The, the 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 magic of them was in the monster itself, whether yeah, it be yeah, yeah. animation or costume, and and being a bit creepy. Whereas Jaws is for my money certainly in terms of ones that i've seen the first like movie ass movie where it's like yeah this is a monster movie but this is also like legitimately one of the best films ever made like it's got great acting great presentation it's scary as hell um the amazing score from john williams so yeah I, i think jaws has to be considered iconic on on this arbitrary scale though i'm gonna say he can't he can't get higher than the two he destroyed literally two boats in the whole movie it's true, but he but he did inspire a really funny one of the funniest moments of the uh, of the critically panned and financially unsuccessful um, Master of Disguise starring Dana Carvey, uh, where he dressed up as this man and he said, 15 kids go into the water. <laughs> Nine kids come out of the water. The ice cream man, he takes the rest. <laughs> I have never seen that movie. I Oh, it's see... absolute trash, but it's trash that if you put yourself in the 12-year-old's mindset, it's the funniest thing of all time. I, w- I want to see Dana Carvey doing a Quint impression. That sounds like... That's, if you want to see Dana Carvey... Hilarious. Basically, you know how Dana Carvey is just like an impression every 10 seconds? Yeah. That's what that film is. <laughs> right, okay, perfect. That sounds... Uh, that, to be honest, I, actually, I'm going to retract that. That sounds like nothing I will ever watch, but I'm glad it exists in some I will say, though, there is a monster in it. Because he does dress oh. up as... Now, this is a little bit of contention between me and my siblings because I always argue with them. Because in the film, this is a mistake in that, in that film. And we're taking a bit of a detour here, Connor, but let, let me say this. <laughs> he emerges... So the whole point of the film is that he's like... He can dress up as anything. He's a master of disguise. And okay. he, he emerges from a cherry pie, right? <laughs> and he's okay. covered 
in che- in cherries and like cherry juices, and he's just covered in cherries. He leaves the crust behind. He doesn't take any of that with him. Right. Now this is the interesting part. He's running through this mansion, and someone goes, guy, some guy goes, "It's a cherry pie man. Get him!" Right? But how does okay. he know he's a cherry pie man and not just a cherry man? That's what I want to know. That's a fair point. He didn't see May- him emerge. Yeah, that's a, that's a clear logic in the the visual consistency of that movie. You should write to Dana Carvey and be yeah, like, "Does it count as a monster movie, though?" Cherry Pie Man. Missed. I mean, if if the Wolfman does, then technically anything with a man at the end of it <laughs> yeah. counts. Spider Man is a monster movie, I think. As honey well. Boy, no, um, Honey Boy doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of monster movie. That's about an abusive father. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on. All right. We're moving on because I've got a lot to get through and like no time whatsoever to do it. So I'm. I, I, this is a movie that's very near and dear to my heart. I, I'd be surprised if you've seen this actually. So I don't know if it's necessarily your cup of tea. Um, this is 1990s Tremors. Have you watched this movie? No. So th- this is like, to me, this is one of the the best B proper B movies. Uh, or I guess like kind of the last hurrah for B movies because they really didn't make them after a little while. Like, yeah. and I feel like by the end of the '90s we were already getting into uh, the kind of garbage B movie territory of like Sharknado and Piranha and stuff like that, where they just they were just movies that literally had like no one cared about. Basically, no one cared in the process of making them. Tremors is amazing. Like Kevin Bacon and um, and oh god, I've, I should have brought all this up. I haven't, I haven't pulled it up in front of me, but the the other lead played like these two brothers who basically are like every men who go around this like desert town. I think it's in that, like set in Arizona or something doing odd jobs. And then these fucking worms under the ground that like uh, hunt them by hearing them start killing people. And the, the creature effects are so good in it. It's, it's, it, it uses, um, there is one part that uses like stop motion animation, but the rest of it is kind of like uh, in picture practical effects. And they are so good. And they bleed this like horrible orange stuff. Um, and there's a there's a great scare at the beginning where they're like looking for this guy who runs this goat farm and they see like just a hat on the ground uh, and they pick up the hat and his head is there like <laughs> and like he's been sucked into the ground it doesn't make any sense in the context of what these things like they hunt you these things hunt you why would they leave just a head face, facing uh, like facing up out of the ground it doesn't matter it's a great scare um, but yeah Tremors is Tremors is really good fun and one of my favourite monster movies I have to, I have to what year did you. that come out? 1990 i think tremors came out they Jeez. made they made a bunch of sequels to it i don't know if I, I haven't actually seen them so i'm not sure how many kevin bacon was in i feel like he probably needed the money at that point because kevin bacon's <laughs> was on a was on a downward I'm just, slide I, literally the, I, what makes me want to watch it is just that kevin bacon's character's name is valentine or valentine mckee yeah that's right yeah yeah absolutely um oh fred ward that's it valentine mckee and earl bass played by fred ward fred <laughs> ward is so good and like he, he it's one of the only times actually as well that i've seen fred ward play a um play a hero like normally he plays a villain like in um like in the third naked gun film he always plays like a kind of hmm. mafia heavy but um he was like his but, generation's um what do you call it? julia roberts brother him oh eric roberts <laughs> yeah it's like his generation's yeah. eric roberts yeah, kind of. Yeah, like he just—you need a bad guy. Fred Ward's your man. Yeah, we should still be casting him in things. He's quite old now, actually. But uh, oh, yeah. he, he's a bit of like—he uh, always struck me as like a poor man's Robert De Niro. But um, <laughs> which I don't mean as disrespect to him because it's a pretty high bar. You just reminded me. There's a frame. There's a part of King Kong 1933 where there's a character. You know, you know. Now, you know, it's literally nearly a hundred years old. 
whenever they bring King Kong back to uh, New York and there's like a lot of photographers, right? Yeah. There's one of them that gets a line. He's from the back of the, the pack like, hey, uh, what are you talking about, right? That guy looks exactly like Robert De Niro. Like, oh. I literally rewinded it and said to Emma, look, there's Robert De Niro. And she's laughing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Is that Robert De Niro? <laughs> I don't know whether... I feel like Robert, one of Robert De Niro's parents might have been an actor. I doubt it was them, but um, but we'll have to find out. We'll do some research yeah. off screen and report back with our findings. We listeners. will. We will. Um, so yeah, I, I like Tremors. I mean, they they just kind of fuck up like a desert town in Arizona. So I'm going to say maybe a four for these worms. Four with teeth. or a three, something like that. I'll, yeah, I'll like, take your word for it. I haven't seen it, but. They don't. They don't look like things that could that could bring down a, a skyscraper. That's for sure. No, no. Again, like I mean, we're we're talking about the, the sort of granular low level damage here when you compare it to someone literally destroying an entire city. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, uh, so this is another one actually. Uh, the, the second mention of Steven Spielberg on this list. This next one. Well, I wasn't sure if you want to consider this a monster movie. It comes under the multiple monster category, although there's really one or two that were the stars of the show. E.T.? And that's not... <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, no, it's 1993's Jurassic Park. Yeah, I don't so... know if you call this a monster movie, but I've, I've, I've included it. In my opinion, it, hit, it does hit all the hallmarks of a monster movie. Yeah, like the way I it's introduced, so. the science you talk about it, like how they yeah. created these monsters. Dino DNA! Yeah, yeah, Dino DNA, yeah. That entire bit, I'm just like, my eyes glaze over. It's like, why are you even explaining this to me? <laughs> like, yeah. It was in the nectar, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking of that. Like, when I was trying to think of monster movies you wouldn't necessarily think of as a monster movie, I was like, yeah, yeah it probably is. It probably I mean, is. Uh, the T-Rex definitely goes down as like one of the more iconic movie monsters i think and the velociraptor for that matter as well like that sort of um in in and i think this this one is probably up there like godzilla's roar is super iconic like yeah. a lot of people when they hear godzilla's roar like you immediately know that it's godzilla um and i feel like the t-rex roar and the velociraptor like thing they do is like um that's that's like but that those have been kind of ingrained into the cultural lexicon now so anytime you see a t-rex in anything that isn't jurassic park this this is like the the reference point for it it's like how are you ripping off steven spielberg's uh dinosaurs because because that's what everyone assumes these things sound like now even though it's probably wrong yeah and it's also it's also like a like a subgenre of monster films which i really like it's it's quite a big subgenre i will say but it's 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 where like the first third of the film they're in awe of the monster yeah um and there's they have no part of their brain thinking that this is gonna go wrong you know yeah yeah, there's a majesty to them where they're just like, this is great. And then, yeah. and then suddenly it's like, oh, no, there are T-Rexes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that I think that counts. It's also okay. um, the second uh, Spielberg one, which is sort of a monster movie, but also a real movie. You know what I mean? When I, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean by real movie? movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's, you know, an Oscar an Oscar contender. I actually, I'm assuming Jurassic Park was nominated for Oscars. I don't actually It won know, three. It won three. Yeah, it must have been nominated for something. <laughs> yeah, best sound, effects. best effects, sound effects, editing, and best effects, visual effects. So all about yeah. the, all about the effects, really. Not all best All about picture. the effects. Uh, yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Jurassic Park. I think um, in, in the arbitrary scale of judging the level of destruction, if oh. we take, I, I'm going to break from tradition and take the, well, I guess it's not even a trilogy now. It's a, it's a quintilogy. Is that what you call it? If you take Jurassic World as well, 
Um, yeah, because it wasn't a reboot, was it? It was actually wow. Yeah, I mean, they say universe. it's not a reboot. It's one of those. It's one of those like tr- like cheeky remakes where they're just like, it's not a remake. It's like it, it, it is a remake, though, isn't it, guys? <laughs> like, come on. I think they bring some other. I think they bring some characters back. But yeah, I know what you mean. They do, like Jeff Goldblum uh, or, or Ian. Um, uh, oh my god, Ian Malcolm. That's it. My 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 brain isn't working for character names today. It's Ian like Malcolm what they're doing with the new Suicide Squad film. Did you hear about that? No, what's happening with that? So the director of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, mm-hmm. is creating the new Same Suicide. Gun. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Um, but what they're doing is they're keeping Harley Quinn because she's a real asset to the franchise. Obviously, yeah. um, they're keeping like. Um, your fella who's like the army guy who's from the killing i can't remember his name um oh. joel somebody yeah yeah I can't. keeping him and they're also keeping viola davis's character right yeah and then they're just been like right let's get a whole different uh set of criminals and have them be so the suicide squad is basically just continuing in the same universe but yeah. all the other ones except for harley quinn aren't being included in the in the squad anymore yeah, Jared Leto's Joker is just shuffled off into a corner somewhere to be like, eh, we're not that interested in you anymore. I wonder if they'll recast the Joker actually for that. For that that little segment of the DC universe, yeah. yeah. Uh, they should, is what I'll say. Yeah. Now that, I mean, it's, it all. I never know how I feel about that. Like they did it in The Thing as well, which is a movie I haven't included on here and I probably should have because that's a, it's kind of a monster movie. But um, they made a, made The Thing, they made a, a, a prequel uh, to the thing um, in it was like 2010 or something but it was clearly just a remake because it's literally the same story but just yeah, yeah. done again um, which kind of made me question why it even needed to be remade um, well it's kind of like the um, like Jurassic Park is kind of <laughs> like the first half of King Kong and then Jurassic Park The Lost World is like the second or the second half of King Kong yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, Jurassic Park, The Lost World has them, like, hunting the dinosaurs as well. Like, I have a lot of time for The Lost World. Like, uh, like Pete Postlewaite as, like, this, like, Australian big game hunter, really, that ticks a lot of boxes for me, that character. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got, and, like, the the uh, the Velociraptors in the long grass. Oh, it's a great scene. If anyone... Lost World is an underappreciated gem. It, it is, but I will say, I saw it on, I saw it on video when it came out, but um, if, any, if any people who are picking up on the, the trivia here... I said I saw Jungle to Jungle as my first film last week. Well, the same day when we all went to the cinema, my mom took me and my younger brother to Jungle to Jungle. And my older brother, who was old enough, and my dad went to see The Lost World on the same day. I mean, I think we know who made the right choice there, quite frankly. Yeah, well, you know, Tim Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of movies that completely rip off other movies, the end of Lost World, which is coincidentally the weakest part of that movie is literally just godzilla they were like we need a t-rex to run run riot in san francisco and god bless them they did it it wasn't a good (laughs) idea but they did it um right moving on okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this next one quite quickly because it's been a little while since i've seen this um but um i i wanted wanted to mention it this is a 2006's the host by bong joon ho uh like most recently of parasite fame um, it's a this is a really cool monster movie. It's more about as as a lot of monster movies are, particularly one non Western ones. Um, it's more about this kind of family family of failures and oddities and their their kind of way of bonding together to to, to figure out a way to rescue their daughter who's abducted by the monster than about the monster itself. Um, mm-hmm. Which which is cool. It really focuses on on the human drama. And then when you do get the moments with the monster, uh, the design is really cool. It's kind of like a, a an ambient eel which is with like four legs um but it's yeah i mean it, it's it's 
it's not one of uh, it's kind of one of Bong Joon Ho's like middle films. I think he was making stuff in the in the nineties, I believe, as well. But it's well worth checking out, uh, particularly if you're in the mood for a kind of easy introduction to Korean cinema or South Korean cinema, I should say. Um, out of curiosity, uh, is it called it's called the host? Does that mean that the monster sort of takes over someone's body brain? Is that? Um, I actually can't remember why it's like called the host. I don't believe. I'd like basically, it starts with as as many of these films do. Uh, some bastard rich white guy deciding to dump a bunch of uh, chemicals into into a river because it's cheaper than disposing of them safely, mm-hmm. and that creates this monster. I don't recall whether it implants anything into you. I don't think it does. I I I. I I may be mistaken about that, but I've never actually... I wonder if it's a direct translation, because I think the, the Korean name is Guo Mool. I don't know if that's the direct, direct translation as the host. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I've, I've never really interrogated what the meaning of that title is, actually, and perhaps I, perhaps I should have. But, but yeah, it's, it's a good movie. In terms of destruction, this guy's pretty small, so I'm going to say, like, a, a three, maybe. He doesn't... It, like that, the, the, the monster and the host really doesn't do that much damage. He, he kidnaps, like, two people... And hang on, just for consistency, Jaws was two. Yeah, more or less. I think than he does Jaws. more than Jaws because Jaws destroys like two boats. Okay. Jaws does literally nothing. He he kills a couple of kids. I guess, mm, I guess Jaws does do more murdering than the monster and the host. The host does a bit more. All right, I'll say it's two as well. In the interest of of keeping our our scale balanced. Yeah, we've got to we've got to be serious about this, Conrad. We've got to yeah. we've got to be hundred percent serious. If we don't take this seriously, no one will. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, we've got to do it. Um, okay, fine. Well, if, so if, we've, a... if we've gone to two thousand six, I will say we've jumped over a film that I wanted to question. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go on. Now I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I didn't watch this this week, but it's a film that I. For better or worse, and you will laugh at me for saying this, I do love this film. Um, okay. I, I probably shouldn't, but I do. Um, I'm, 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 I'm afraid to say it now because you are going to oh, laugh. Go on. I do really love the film. It's The Village. Well, The Village is okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I sure. Will, I will, I'll, I'm sure I, I would love to do an uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, podcast one day, but um, but I mean, needless, needless to stay with The Village... <sighs> Uh, okay, okay. We'll not get into we'll not get into everything about the village, but I do love the village. I, I love it. I love Joaquin Phoenix in it. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I think it's just a really, really good, good, uh, good film. Um, where I question it is, I don't really think they had to show some the particular place at the end. They could have just alluded to that. Anyway, yeah. okay. Uh, but we all know Shyamalan, and we all know we always know he likes a he loves a twist, loves a twist. So this is my point. I wanted to ask: Is this a monster movie? Uh, because there are monsters in it. But they're not necessarily now. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. They're not necessarily real. <laughs> I wouldn't call. I don't think I call it a monster movie because we don't see enough of them. I think to me, the definition of a monster movie more of is a that, more of a pseudo horror then. Yeah, I, I would call it like a horror slash thriller purely because I think if, to be a monster movie, the monster needs to be the main event. Like the okay. bits where you see the monster are like the the the, the sort of central bits of the movie. Um, whereas I think with the with the village, it's more just that kind of sense of tension and the human drama in the in in the village. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. That, um, that that drives it. But I mean, it, it, the the monster design actually in in the village uh is is cool I, I remember really liking them and it is a, it is definitely a creepy film um they're, they're, it is, yeah it's, it's one of those movies that i feel like has kind of in in the in the sort of rush to d- dismiss m night Shyamalan as a bad director who made 
a couple of good films early in his career. I mm-hmm. feel like The Village is kind of lost as one that's actually actually pretty good. And um, well, come on, yeah, he, um, he, he like he literally had um, what was it? Unbreakable, Unbreakable Signs, Six Sense, yeah. The Village. I think there is four good ones to me. There might even be one more, but I can't remember which other one. But yeah, well, and he he uh, he punched up the script for She's All That, I believe, the romantic comedy, oh, uh, which is how that's how actually not a bad film. No, it's not, and it's not badly written either. So there you go, Shyamalan did 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 some good work on yeah, rom-coms she, as well. She's all that actually was the basis of the uh, the the film, um, not another teen movie. So we have yeah. that to thank for it too, because not there another teen go. movie is the only good one of those not another films. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, they 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 they, they dropped off a cliff in quite. It wasn't a high cliff to begin with, to be honest. A thirty-five-year-old Jamie Presley playing a teenage, eighteen-year-old <laughs> cheerleader. Chris Evans playing the the jock. Who? What? It was great seeing Chris Evans before before he before he settled into his his sort of Hollywood uh, superhero leading man persona. He was making stuff like that and. God bless him for it. I loved him. I will say before um, we leave the village, one thing, and this is maybe some people didn't realize this, but what I love about the decision in the village is the violin the whole time is really like the star of the show, the star of the film, right? The viol the violin score. The mm-hmm. violin player is the first credit in the credits. Oh, that's cool, isn't it? I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's 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 nice that they're just like, yeah, you you did a lot on this, so front and center. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Well, I, I can't say for certain that there was a violin player in this movie um, that's coming up next, but I'm going to mention it anyway, regardless. And that is 2008's Cloverfield, which mm-hmm. featured a big fucking monster, like probably the only monster on this list to rival Godzilla in size. Um, have you ever seen Cloverfield? I saw it when it first came out. It's like so a fa- it's, it's like a found footage sort of deal, isn't it? Like, yeah. So everything's filmed uh, from handheld cameras, yeah. um, and it's yeah. JJ Abrams, as, isn't it? It is JJ Abrams, I believe. Yes. Um, it's okay, uh, qualitatively speaking. I didn't love it. I think um, there's a great bit at the beginning where they the the the, the cast of characters are leaving a party because something has happened, mm-hmm. um, and they're running down uh, the, the main thoroughfare in new york where the city uh where the, where the majority of the movie takes place and suddenly the head of the statue of liberty just lands in the middle of the road and it's like of course it does and uh, yeah i really appreciate a monster that 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 can understand the value of a visual metaphor <laughs> by being like this statue looks important to these people so i'm gonna knock it down yeah. because we all know the symbolism <laughs> of this um it doesn't make any sense and I, I don't care. It's that's probably one of the better bits of the movie. But um, it suffers from a problem that a movie which I didn't put on this list... Uh, in fact, actually, no, I did, and I skipped over it. So I'll go back to that in a second. It suffers from a, uh, a problem that another movie on this list also suffers from, which is that the Cloverfield monster is big and imposing and terrifying, and, and the shots of it in like kind of news footage or when they see glimpses of it are really genuinely unsettling because it's mm-hmm. fucking it's enormous, and it's just like you know, stepping on buildings. It's, it's, it really gives a sense of kind of existential, otherworldly dread. But it has like little kid monsters that that uh, end up running around the um, like the underground tunnels, the subway system in in New York, um, and they are the first time you ever meet. We're both fans of wrestling here, right? Yeah. When you're introducing a bad guy, you need to feed it a few jobbers to get it over. Like you need yeah. to establish it as a threat. 
if if the first thing you do with a bad guy is have it just get punked out by a bunch of unarmed humans in the subway tunnel no, it's not a threat no one cares like and that's unfortunately what happens here like there's people running through the subway tunnels like oh oh my god and then suddenly these like things start coming at them they're like they're like little xenomorphs out of aliens and i don't think they kill any of them it's like well these things are useless like what is the threat here there's no threat whatsoever um so that that was a that's, that was a that's mark. strange is, is there is, yeah. is there a is there a certain amount of people that like it's a 15s at that time yeah. could they could they not kill a certain amount of, of people I, I i think it's just um they'd already got they'd already killed most of the people they were going to kill at that point um a bit with the the big monster like stepping on people while they're on bridges and yeah. stuff uh so it, it, it yeah i remember that bit being super disappointing but i i will also say that in terms of destruction level i think the cloverfield monster is as high on this list as anything i would say it's probably at like a nine because i'm pretty sure it destroys like the entire east coast of america before it stopped yeah. uh <laughs> like it just kind of wanders around why do monsters love destroying buildings like i mean it's like um it's like when you're on the beach and you just walk through sandcastles isn't it it's just a, it's yeah, just really yeah. satisfying to break some shit and you know if you're if you're a monster of that size you know you, you don't care about human yeah, costs fair enough yeah, that's a good point um i'm gonna go back and mention one quickly just because um i skipped over it and i couldn't live with myself if i skipked over this Be having before you do oh, i on, need sorry. to correct and say that jj abrams was a producer of cloverfield matt reeves was the director oh sorry. that's right it was matt reeves yeah i'm glad you got yeah we don't want those cloverfield heads coming after yeah. us yeah <laughs> well, the cloverfield fans are gonna come out the woodwork <laughs> <laughs> i will say actually um like uh, 33 cloverfield like, i haven't seen cloverfield paradox 33 cloverfield lane is ostensibly a sequel to cloverfield and it is a far better monster movie uh than, than the original cloverfield it's not about a big monster but uh yeah it's a way better movie and it has john goodman in it which i've actually seen that one so maybe i should oh okay that's worth, that's worth it's more about a thriller it's basically a, uh uh mary elizabeth winstead and john goodman and i can't remember the other actor but they're trapped in a bunker because the shit is going on outside but it's all about is something actually going on or is this guy just insane and it's uh yeah it's much much more tense because it's much more a much more focused story whereas cloverfield i think suffers from the fact that because it's all shot in handheld yeah. and they get right into the monster stuff straight away you don't really know any of these characters so it's a bit like i don't really care when you die yeah. um now i mentioned this in your introduction and i almost skipped over it and i could not have slept at night if i'd done this um and that is of course roland emmerich's 1998 godzilla matthew broderick jamiroquai on the soundtrack jean reno being a french hunter it's a terrible movie <laughs> <laughs> i remember it being terrible it is terrible, but it's got Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer, as we've discussed in it. So it's got it's got like thirty three percent of the voice cast of The Simpsons <laughs> in, <laughs> in this movie. John Reno, uh, John Reno, John Reno's great in it. Like this is John Reno, like so it's ninety eight. It's a couple of years after Leon the Professional. Yeah. So like John Reno was coming in hot on this one, and and he plays like this kind of French hunter who goes into the uh, talking about you know. Uh, big monsters having babies. Godzilla somehow lays eggs in the in the New York sub uh, subway system in this one as well, and they turn into like little baby velociraptors, which Jean Reno goes and deals with. So it's you know it's a it's a it's a well worn trope, but yeah, yeah. this movie. The, be the, the kindest thing I can say about 1998's Godzilla is that the Jamiroquai song on the soundtrack is amazing. It's a legitimate banger. Yeah, that that was in the charts for a long time. Yeah. Um, I will say as well, Kevin Dunn's in it. Not that one, uh, but Kevin Dunn is in it. Uh, not that one to wrestling fans, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, Kevin Dunn is um, 
an image of my childhood. Whenever I see his face, all I think, and maybe this is a monster movie. Uh, it's not. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> small soldiers. Uh, he's from yeah. small soldiers. And anytime you need someone to play a dad in a mid, <laughs> in a like a mid '90s kind of maybe a little bit actiony, but needs a bit of comedy in the performance uh, kind of role. Kevin Dunn's your man. In fact, he's actually, I only coming. watched it a few weeks ago, but he's. I can't even remember, but maybe he was in Deep Impact. I can't remember, but that's the sort of thing we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, he has definitely played... Uh, no, he... Uh, mm, I think he was Shia LaBeouf's dad in Transformers, and I'm pretty sure he, he was... was. Like, he, he plays a dad in... I've never seen him play anything other than a dad, Kevin Dunn. Like, he is... Well, he was a principal in Warrior. Oh, but he I'm was sh- the principal I'm in sure Warrior. I'm sure he had kids right, yeah. in that though, as well, though. <laughs> He's a father figure. He's yeah, a father, yeah. <laughs> father figure in that. Yeah, he uh, Kevin Dunn is a great shout. That's like one of the one of the the like kind of last bastions of like great character actors from that nineties period, where it's just like we like it's always the same character. It's all about Fred Ward. Like Kevin Dunn's another one of those characters. Just like he's your man. He's like in <laughs> every agent in Hollywood's Rolodex. It's like we need a kind of like comedy father figure. It's just got Kevin Dunn in it. Yeah, he's always got um, work. He's always got work. Yeah, he keeps yeah, the price. Never... He keeps his price low so that he's always in work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a great shout. <laughs> <laughs> where is he these days i think is he, he's, he's still alive he's still kicking like he's still What's going the last thing he made he he, he made a he, boy he's just been doing tv to be honest looking at this doesn't look great yeah it's not looking great for kevin dunn now we'll, we'll focus hey. on his on his good time small soldiers that's where it was small so that yeah small soldiers i went to that's the movie i have seen the most in the cinema of any movie i've ever seen <laughs> i saw that four times in the cinema Whoa. i loved it so much i, I don't know I, i've I'm got you i've got 12. you i think i saw man of steel five Oh, okay, well, yeah, that's maybe worse. I don't know. Like, Man- I don't hate Man of Steel as much as everyone else does, but I probably wouldn't see that more than once. I was like a twelve um, or thirteen year old. It was my first superhero, Superman, Superman film to watch. I could, in the cinema, like I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, th- I think that was like the bit in Small. Uh, I was probably about twelve or eleven when Small Soldiers came out, and the bit where they roll out on the on the um, like RC cars while War is playing in the background. I was like, that's so badass. Yes. Um, I, I completely misunderstood like the morality of the central conflict i was like the gorgons suck i want these soldiers to win like, i want tommy lee jones sides gorgonites <laughs> rather not gorgons yeah <laughs> i wanted tommy lee jones to win um still bitter about that no, I was anyway the, i was on the gorgonite side 100 percent oh the gorgonites were a bunch of hippies they suck <laughs> no they, they, they were all right look at me <laughs> i'm a gorgonite yeah. through and through no i mean the gorgonites are clearly the good guys in yeah. that situation i was just an idiot child who was like yeah the soldiers man <laughs> i like this guy who's like got a massive rocket launcher um that was stupid it's amazing that i ended up even slightly well adjusted as a human being um <laughs> Anyway, we're going to say we got a couple more uh, monster movies to go through here. 2013 mm-hmm. was a um, mm, it was a good year for monster movies in in the, in the in the sense that we don't actually get that many of them these days. Two came out in 2013. So one of these I think you've probably seen, the other one you haven't. So I'll start with the one you haven't. Um and that was Shin Godzilla, which is a Japanese movie. This was kind of like a soft reboot, I believe, of the Godzilla franchise. It's basically okay. a remake of the the, the original. Um, and, and, it, and it's really good fun. It's really cheesy. It has the same thing that Godzilla has, which is basically Godzilla turns up, fucks up a bunch of stuff, and then we cut to a bunch of people, like politicians and scientists in a room being like, how do we deal with this? And then it goes back to Godzilla fucking stuff up, and they're like, this still isn't working. And it's literally just those two things interspersed for the entire movie, which... 
that might not sound appealing to you, and it's totally understandable if it doesn't. If that doesn't appeal to you, you probably won't like Godzilla movies because that's all all that it is. Um, but um, Shin Godzilla has one of my favorite. Uh, character presentations in any monster movie ever which is i think it's something that's relatively common particularly in japanese films when they need to get a a character played by a japanese uh, person who is like the english expert um like so in this particular movie there's a, a japanese woman who has been apparently living in america for like 20 years she's like a naturalized american and she's like representing foreign interests she like comes back into the movie and she's like i'm representing the usa but she's <laughs> she's played by she's played by a, a japanese woman who clearly doesn't actually speak very good english and obviously written by someone who doesn't really understand american culture very much and it ends up with one of my favorite characters ever because the stuff if you imagine someone who's never been to america but has learned everything they know about america through movies and and like music uh, and and then trying to sort of portray a character as american that's what you get here so it's just like i'm gonna talk about hamburgers and it's just like okay great it's like asking a weeaboo to be japanese yeah, exactly. You'll just get a, the, the most surface level presentation of <laughs> of of what the rest of the world thinks that country's about, and it is very very funny. Um, so this um, oh, uh, no, I can't remember if I mentioned for um, Godzilla ninety eight the rating, and we have to maintain this. Uh, I'm gonna say seven for that one because it's not they didn't destroy okay. the whole city. I'm interested. I, I'm really interested. Sorry, before you that they made Shin Godzilla literally like around the same time, a couple of years before maybe as the Godzilla reboot in America. Yeah, I don't know how the licensing worked for that, to be honest, because I, I assume that the... I, I can't remember who it was. Might have been Paramount? I can't remember who put out uh, Godzilla 2014, but they must have just bought the Western distribution rights for it, or yeah. or um, um, the, the the company who like, traditionally made... I think it might be Toho, who made the original Godzilla movies. Maybe they maintained the rights to, to make their own ones as well. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, it came out like a year before... The 2014 Brian Cranston Godzilla. So it's making me think that possibly, like, part, <clears throat> part of the deal was, yeah, you can make one, but you have to give us 50 million towards ours. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that, maybe that one um, funded the good one. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, so in that one, I mean, it's the same level of destruction. Basically, he really wrecks Tokyo. So I'm gonna give him an eight out of ten for Shin Godzilla, or just Godzilla and that. In 2013 as well. I'm not sure if you've seen this. I, I, I imagine it's more likely. Did you ever watch Pacific Rim? I didn't. You recommended this highly to me. And no, I didn't watch it. So I actually, re this is one of the ones I rewatched recently. And this movie, I have gone off massively. Um, oh, really? You yeah, were really high just, on this. Yeah, I, I think when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's big robots fighting big monsters. It's yeah. super cool. It's so badly written and so badly paced. And there are so many characters in it doing accents that they don't need to be or so many actors in it doing accents that they don't need to do and they're so bad at it. like charlie hunnam should never be allowed to do an american accent again he's so bad at it and it just elba just abandons trying to do an english an american accent about halfway through this movie it's like no i'm just gonna be american um <laughs> but uh, but the kaiju in this are pretty cool and i'm gonna give a shout out for the jaegers as well Big robots are very much in my wheelhouse as a fan of like Gundam anime, um, and and I think the I mean that this is I, I I'm gonna say the the kaiju in this I think they say in one kaiju attack they they destroy like the like I think it's like five American cities so I think these guys deserve Ooh. a deserve a nine on the on the racing that's, scale yeah as that's well. big that's big yeah um, that, that's... And, and there are loads of them they're like you know and those are those are like category 
threes or twos or whatever and by the end of it we're on category fives which are the big guys and this like to be honest with you i'm quite ignorant in terms of like you know japanese cinema but is it is it the fact that these these like kaiju is is there a lot of anime film or that basically what i mean is like the fact that they're getting into these big robots and going to fight the monsters it's basically the the, the part of the plot of uh the overwatch lore <laughs> you know oh so, yeah but that's drawn from japanese cinema or like what in what aspect is that is that in anime is that in manga like where where does it stem what, the from? kaiju yeah I, I mean i think that's why Godzilla not just is kaiju like... not just kaiju like actually like getting into these mechs and going to fight um well i think that would have uh, like mechs fighting giant monsters i don't know where that started but i mean you know mecha anime started in like the late 70s with right. um with with gundam 79 i think it was um but most of that was fighting other robots and it's very right. like kind of mechanical war I, I suppose you've got stuff like neon genesis evangelion in the 90s which is about uh monsters coming from from outer space to attack earth and you have these angels which are mecha designed for fighting them i think pacific rim is basically an amalgamation of uh the director guillermo del toro's interests which is yeah. stuff like evangelion and mecha anime and godzilla um so it's kind of meshing them together but but certainly i think I don't think it was a movie in Japan that first did the giant robot fighting giant monster thing. I think right. it probably was anime in maybe the the eighties or the nineties that combined them uh, for the first time. But I mean, yeah, I'm grateful to whoever did it because big monsters punching big robots in the face is a, a, a never ending source of joy for me, even in a movie like this, which I think is uh, I, I've I've soured on quite a lot. Well, um, I know that uh, Guillermo del Toro said about this film. You know, I made one for you. Now I get to make one for me. And he went and made The Shape of Water. Yeah, I mean, The Shape of Water is a lovely film. So I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll give him Pacific Rim. And the pro- I think the, the big problem with Pacific Rim actually as well is that it was like this kind of, this attempt at uh, uh, bringing like a kind of auteur director in to make a Holly- what is essentially a Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah. And I don't think it did very well, either critically or financially. And unfortunately- Got a sequel. It did get oh the sequel is even worse than this. Um but yeah, it, it, it it's it doesn't deliver on a lot of its promise, which is a shame because it's it has a lot of cool well I mean the fights in it are still really awesome, I will say. But yeah. uh it, it it's um I don't think the monster designs are that strong. When you look at some of the monsters on this list, particularly you know, the classic ones like Godzilla and King Kong, I think they have much better designs than the kaiju, which are just kind of like amorphous spiky monsters yeah. that have blue eyes um they were sort of an mind- afterthought yeah absolutely um so did you okay we're into 20 we're, we're done with 2013 where are the ones that you've seen both 2018 that? okay that's fine so we'll, i'll rush through a couple and then we'll get we'll get to your we'll get to your ones because i haven't, definitely haven't seen one of those so 2014 it's it, don't call it a comeback but it's the fourth time it's on this list fourth time yeah fourth time it's on this list and that's the brian cranston godzilla <coughs> excuse me from what i recall this is mainly a movie about army guys uh godzilla doesn't show up until the last like half hour and then he fights a bunch of flying monsters he does uh, actually he does significantly less destruction i think than in the other movies so maybe he gets like a eight or a seven but i don't have that much to say about this because it's not that good a movie um yeah. and then the 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 next one, the one I actually did want to mention, I'm just gonna take a drink quickly. <clears throat> Excuse me. The one that I did want to mention was um, a movie which wasn't very well received, but which I I 
have a really big soft spot for, and that's Kong Skull Island from 2017. Um, did you see this movie? No, I didn't. Um, I've seen the trailer, <laughs> and the trailer looks really good. Yeah, I, I think the trailer really captures the kind of Vietnam movie trappings that they're going for with this. It's essentially someone takes a Vietnam movie and puts it on Skull Island, uh, where like mm. you know the Viet Cong are replaced by crazy skull-faced lizard monsters that are hunting a bunch of um, United States airborne troops as they go looking for Kong. I can't actually remember now. It's been a while since I've seen this. The central premise, I can't remember why they're looking for Kong, <laughs> but there's probably a reason for it. Um <laughs> Kong is great in this. It's, I think it's the best he's ever been. Like it's a really good presentation of him. It's kind of one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to uh, Kong versus Godzilla because I he think... does look good. Their, their version of Kong. Yeah, and and, and they do capture. There's, there's less of the, there's less of like the schmaltziness of the Peter Jackson King Kong where it's like, oh, he's in love with Naomi Watts. Like it's a little yeah. bit more. Da- Not that that's bad, but there's it's more downplayed than that. Um, it, it's just you know he has some. He has some uh, emotions and behaviors to him that are reminiscent of a human. And certainly when he's uh, played in contrast to these kind of monstrous skull face lizards that are just killing indiscriminately, it's like, oh yeah, he's a good guy, which I feel like is Kong is like an anti-hero. He's, yeah. he's not, he's not the good guy, but you know, sometimes you need someone who's a bit of a bastard to fuck up the thing that's worse. Uh, and that's, that's where Kong sits, but he's, he's, he, I, I really liked this movie and I thought Kong was great in it. Um, in terms of destruction, it's all on his island, so he doesn't really get to destroy anything. But he kills a bunch of lizards and some some dinosaurs, I think. So I'm gonna say maybe a five he gets. I does think he take down any of the helicopters? I think he does. Yeah, I think he kills oh, that, a bunch that of army gets guys. Him up the list a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he kills a bunch of army guys, but ultimately there aren't that many people to kill um, in, in the in the grand scheme of things. So he's limited in his opportunities. But still, it, like Kong Skull Island, I think one of the better representa- representations of King Kong. Now awesome. we're into 2018. I'm gonna let you go because I because I've I've just run through all of mine. Okay, okay. So I've got two in 2018. One, okay. one I believe you have seen, or at least yeah. you know a fair bit about. Um, so I'll start with the other one. Uh, interestingly, okay. we've talked a lot about King Kong on this, uh, and the, the one that I watched, one of the ones I watched this week, is very obviously heavily inspired by King Kong. And it's called it's Rampage by uh, oh, okay with with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, yes. directed by Brad Payton, uh, who I'm not familiar with any other work from Brad Payton. Now the, the <laughs> idea of Rampage is very interesting. I vaguely remember, as if it's like some part of a fever dream, playing the video game in the nineties. Yeah, where yeah. You literally... Rampage World Tour and Rampage Universal Tour. Yeah, they you, both don't great. you? You play the monster and you just destroy things, right? Yeah, you play. Uh, hold on, now I'll remember it. It's Ralph the Werewolf, George the Monkey, and Lizzie the Lizzie the Lizard, and you basically get put on a stage and you have to destroy the entire city before you leave. And the only yes. thing I remember about it is tanks are really a real pain in the ass. Yeah, so I I, re- I I remember that, and I I knew when I saw the trailer that that's what this was, right? So basically, yeah. what it is is Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is probably the most muscular, you know. I don't know. Is he a vet? He's not even a vet. Yeah, he's, he's like an animal handler. Or he's an animal handler. <laughs> he's basically like Chris Chris Pratt in the new Jurassic Park, right? But uh, in Jurassic World, but. So he has this relationship with a with a with a, with a gorilla called George, who's an albino gorilla. Uh, yeah. So it was very important that he save him from the poachers, um, who we later find out in the film when he's trying to impress uh, Naomi Harris. Uh, he's trying to impress her. He he says that um, none of, none of those poachers left alive. That's how he put it. Um, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> he took it's the... an interesting chat up line from the rock there like yeah. i've killed several men <laughs> yeah and it's an interesting take as well because the way that they, they've done this is the gorilla look okay okay so it started like any monster uh, any great monster movie should in space in the international space station yep. they were they were uh experimenting on rats right then the, this woman who got like uh like basically the rat got out of the cage it started growing yeah. it went mad and then they were like right okay we need to get off this space station so then she went and uh get to, to get in the escape pod and then these two rich stock up uh, owners of the company she was working for were like no 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 go back in and get get the pathogen basically get get our yeah. research because otherwise <laughs> it's all been for nothing so they made her go back into the space station <laughs> with this rat in zero gravity trying to grab her right um, she manages to get uh, the the thing, go down to Earth. Okay, it's released. Three yeah. animals get 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 um, infected by this pathogen, as you say, a gorilla called George, and then a wolf and a crocodile or an alligator. Yeah, but they don't uh, actually name the other two. George has a name because Dwayne Rock Johnson works with George, and George yeah. is actually fluent in sign language. Would you believe? Yeah, classic. A classic. One of my favorite tropes of these kind of movies. Um, I believe for, I first saw it in the movie Congo is uh, gorillas that can speak sign language. Yeah, and what, what, one thing that's really hilarious is at the start you think obviously they do the, they do the funny thing of you think George is against him is going to attack him and then all of a sudden it's like George is laughing with him, you know. But um, but but. There's a there's a moment, and we've mentioned we're wrestling fans already, but there's a moment where George does his best Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Attitude Era impression to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Does he flip him off? I don't flip remember him off. He flips him off. Um, so he flips him off, uh, <laughs> big time. And he gives him a gives him a stunner and swigs some beer. It's yeah, it's it's like... it's a little moment like you know he's he's literally flipping him off. The, the gorilla's flipping him off is like, and it's like, hey audience, remember that he can do this for later. Okay. Yeah. This um, is an important development for George's yeah. character. Yeah. So basically, um, a monster movie happens. And uh, there's a few things I wanted to talk about. So first of all, the reason okay. why the, the, these animals are able to be genetically modified and grow huge and start destroying things is through CRISPR. Now, I've talked about uh, before on this podcast, Lucy... Uh, maybe Luc Besson and the idea of we only use 10% of our brains right yeah. and filmmakers are like that's gold gold like writing scripts based on that alone right for decades <laughs> yeah. well we found our new one I, I've watched two or three things in the last month where they mentioned CRISPR, CRISPR I don't even know what that is when you, when you said it I was like do you mean Crispin Glover um, no, CRISPR. So cr CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R, -I, I think it is. And okay. uh, it's basically like a new thing that's been discovered in the last decade where you can actually modify the genes of, of things. Okay, okay. That's my That's my uneducated non-science brain being exposed there. So as soon as... Oh, yeah, go watch some YouTube videos on it. It's really cool what they can actually do. But but basically, uh, like they might be able to in the future... Now, this is not an ethics podcast, but they might be able to, like, if there's a baby in a womb they growing when they're very early stages and they see that it's going to have some like it won't survive because of whatever reason they could go in and alter the genes of it you oh, can okay. also yeah. you can also like alter plants to have a certain feature and stuff but basically um filmmakers of and writers have heard this crispr thing and they're like oh my god <laughs> we can do anything and like I've, I've watched so many things in the past six months where people are just like due to crispr we can now do we can now make superheroes um so that's what they do it's it's done by crispr um so 
I will say as well, whenever the monkey was or the gorilla was flipping him off and there was like just comedy everywhere, Ema did say to me, is this not another monster movie? <laughs> she, she, yeah. thought, she thought it was actually not another monster movie. She didn't think it was a, it was actually a real film. Um, yeah, so... I, f- I find it funny that you've mentioned this idea of like Hollywood, like basically someone, some, some uh, like pr- production company executive finding out about an idea and they're just forcing it into every movie they can because yeah. there's going to be another movie that I think we're probably going to talk about in a second where I feel like this exact same thing has happened. Um, but yeah, what I, I have seen Rampage, but to be honest, I don't remember that much about it. I remember them having a big fight through a city in the end. Um, yeah, well, it ends like most monster movies. Like, they're trying to catch the monster. Yeah. Basically, there's a rich there's a rich brother and sister who run the company. They don't want to lose their assets. So what they do is yeah. they, they they put... And, like, the only part of the pathogen that exists anymore is inside these animals. So what they do is they put... Um, apparently, the, in the pathogen, they've also included that they can have, hear a particular frequency and are attracted to that frequency. So sure. on top of their skyscraper in Chicago, they, they emit a frequency that makes them all these three animals go towards Chicago. And I will say like the design of the um, alligator in particular, because it doesn't just alter their size. It actually adds in some stuff from other animals too. So like the, 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 the crocodile itself has like really like spiny, uh, like a spiny thing going on. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get into all the different things. You have to watch because they do get revealed as it goes, but Eventually, they end up in Chicago. They wreck everything. Uh, Naomi Harris's character has to get the like get something that they can inject the these animals with, um, in in order to, you know, I suppose would you call it a vaccine? I don't know what you would call it, but they have to create something to neutralize this pathogen. Yeah, uh, I don't think they put that much thought into it. It's just a <laughs> thing that they inject. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an- um, Anti-CRISPR drugs. Yeah, exactly. What I, what I thought was hilarious is the whole thing is just George going mental, killing people, and the and the Rock, right? The the Rock the whole time is just being like, "But he's a good guy. We need to save him. We need we can't just kill him. We need to save him." He's killing more people. He's literally yeah. bloody ripping people's heads off. And then the Rock the Rock like he literally grabs a rock and starts smacking people's heads in. And the Rock's still like, "We gotta save him. We gotta it's save like a- him." It's like a Harambe memorial movie. <laughs> Literally, Ema and I were joking. Gorillas. Ema and I were joking about that as well. The Harambe <laughs> the whole time. We were, we were joking about it the whole time. But uh, but yeah, I, I will say as well. Joe Magnello is in it. Yeah, Joe I know. I, I, I remember. Yeah, like I, I was watching him on a Dungeons and Dragons podcast not two weeks ago. That's is, that's uh, why I was fun. interested in the fact that he was in it because I was literally watching like the the YouTube video where he tour, he gives you a tour of his own little Dungeons and Dragons room in his house. Yeah, Joe Manganiello. A well, he's not. A, I was going to say he's a secret nerd. He's not even that secret about it. He's just just a nerd. In fact, actually, it's it's, it's like as, as a celebrity in the distance, it's pretty cool. It seems like a guy who would be pretty in your face about a lot of stuff. Like he's like he's like, hey, like uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm the place to go in Hollywood. It's me. You know, <laughs> it's like, all right. Like I can imagine, like if, say, if I was a big like actor in in Hollywood, I'd be like, yeah, but I kind of want to play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. It's like, no, yeah. you got to play with the big show. You got you got to play with yeah. uh, the Sting. You know, it's like, no, no. I'll... Listen to me, Steve Buscemi. You're gonna come around to my house <laughs> and we're gonna play Dungeons and Dragons, you bitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I just want to play with my friends, Joe. I just want to play of friends um, flips a table over but also i did see that in his dungeon dragons group dan uh david and dan who made game of thrones are in it i'm like nah nah 
that's a bad group. They got in before the before season eight, so you know, they, they, got, <laughs> they got in before they were excommunicated yeah, from the industry. Could be, could be kicked out after that. That's a shame. Yeah, um, but, but Rampage. Um, I will say that at the end, there is a joke at the end, which um, <sighs> people said that the joke in Kingsman at the end was too much, and it took the took the wind out of the sails of that film. I'll let, yeah. let me just say, I am going to spoil this. Because I think it's funny. It's not that much to spoil, to be honest. It's not that much to spoil. (laughs) But if you do want to watch Rampage and you don't want this joke spoiled for you, then skip this next 30 seconds because it will only be that long. Anyway, okay, so at the very very end of the film, George plays dead. He wakes up again. The Rock introduces him to his new friend, Naomi Harris. And George proceeds to take his index finger. I'm not going to do it. Take his index finger. I'll do it off camera. Take his other hand, make a circle with his thumb and index finger, and put <laughs> the finger in the hole. George the gorilla does this, uh, and it was really weird. Let me just say, it was really weird, and, and really, it was a great. I, I, I enjoyed the monster film for what it was, you know, for what it was. Um, it was very silly, but at the end, I was like, what? It just I left the film like. This is not another monster movie. Emu was right. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a... It doesn't have... Um, I, I don't think it really has a good sense of what kind of tone it wants to strike, as evidenced by that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, cool. Um, one more. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, I, so I, I think I know which one this is going to be. Um, it, 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 is your last one in 2018, by any chance, The Meg? Oh, you know it is. Yeah. The the only reason I wanted to mention this was because I feel like talking about CRISPR, I feel like around the twenty the early twenty tens, someone in Hollywood heard about the concept of a megalodon, for the and it subsequently became like the the monster that they stuffed into every monster movie ever made after that, uh, which gave us like a bunch of like mega shark movies. I feel like Sharknado probably has a megalodon in it at some point. Um, I don't, obviously this didn't start that and I don't blame it for doing it. Cause I think this is actually one of the better movies that you, or certainly compared to like the mega shark movies, those things are trash, but uh, it's, it's such a weird idea. It, it's so weird that this idea of a massive shark was so latched onto by Hollywood. Yeah. Like uh, maybe it's cause like, trying to get some of that jaws cred but um like yeah, overall, jaws but bigger yeah I, I expected to be honest with you based on like jason statham and st- i expe- i expected to enjoy the meg less than i did rampage <laughs> yeah um but i actually think it comes out i either head to head or maybe the meg for me was a little bit better yeah um or in terms of my enjoyment Okay. And it maybe all comes down to one moment, uh, which I'm not going to spoil for anyone who wants to watch it. But there's a moment about 40, 45 minutes in where something very predictable but not predictable happens at the same time. Uh, and I'm not saying any more than that, but 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 they got us. They got us uh, a little bit there. Um, and I, fa- I, I found... Anything. Huh? I'm not going to say anything about it. I can't like I I I actually to be honest, I'm not entirely sure I remember the bit you're talking about. But it's I'll tell you off here. I'm trying to remember who you're speaking about now. But yeah, I mean it's that I I think that the Meg is a weird movie because it's like there is some craft to it, 
and it actually actually has like quite a good cast and it's like there's there's like a good movie trying to get out of this and i feel like it's kind of confined by its b movie kind of subgenre trappings a little bit but i i still enjoyed it i thought the make like the the monster design is like is fine um yeah and yeah i i think if the the thing you're talking about is what i think you're talking about it's it's very well trodden ground yeah for all monster movies where it's sort of like oh okay how, how do we up the ante for the second half of this movie oh that okay fine that's how you're gonna do it okay <laughs> although no no oh, i think i think we're talking about a slightly different thing oh, okay fine. but 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 the bit, the bit you're talking about yes i did think like they did that bit they did get me for a second i'm gonna be honest they got me for a second the bit i'm talking about i'm gonna sort of not spoil but go into a little more, more detail involves rain wilson's character lying uh, oh, I don't remember that at all. I, I barely remember Rain Wilson's character in that movie, though. To be honest, I was, I was just lo- looking it up on IMDb, and I was like, I don't remember Rain Wilson being. So Rain, Rain Wilson played the billionaire who was funding the research oh, b- okay. below yeah. the cloud in <laughs> below the cloud in in, in the ocean. Yeah. Um, I was more interested in the giant squid at the start. There was a giant squid, and I was like, well, why could that could be the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the sequel. Yeah, I'll say, uh, actually, I didn't Frank. rate them, but I'll say Rampage uh, probably gets a seven. Like, they do, they destroy Chicago. Like, they destroy a lot of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Chicago's not great. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Meg, uh, to be honest with you, the Meg actually, being a shark, it can never really get onto land. No, um, no having... and, and to be honest, even, even as a big shark, it's very limited in what it can do. Yeah, so we're looking at a three or four for the Meg, you know, to be It honest. does more than yours. Yeah. That's that's all I'll say for it. Does more it, it than Jaws. Well, it's, it's like it's like a hundred times bigger than Jaws. It has to do more. Well, I feel like that's exactly why people made movies with megalodons in them because they're like, what if Jaws was a hundred <laughs> times the size? Yeah, exactly. Right? You know that bit where where like, Roy Scheider says we're going to need a bigger boat. Well, get a load of this shit, and then they yeah, we're going to need a bigger shark. Yeah, we're going to need a bigger ocean. Um, yeah. And also, I am an Australian, so probably so. Uh, my, my pupils would would uh, yell at me if I didn't say this. There's a shark in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Is that I have from- no idea, but ever since I moved to uh, Ireland when I was twelve, I've been asked to say that at least twice a week. I try. I don't know what that's from. That's that's like an Australian thing. I assume it's crocodile dundee or um. That's not a knife. That's a crocodile dundee. Willy. That's not a knife. Free, free Willy Australian. I can't remember. Free no. Free Willy's not Australian, but it is amazing. We should. We should. Uh, we should. Have it's free it's Willy. amazing. So therefore, it is Australian heart. But uh, that's a monster movie. I was thinking of saying that to be honest. I honestly was, uh, but it's only it's really. Orca. We it's... could have done Orca. That, that they made a horror movie. <laughs> That's true. In the in the in the ilk of Jaws, uh, because they were like, shit, we need some of that Jaws money. What about I don't know, killer whales? Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say about uh, about Free Willy. Up and like, if you took the film from the start to the point where you see the the uh, the Orca th- through the the window, and then you stopped it there, you could have written the rest as a monster movie if you wanted. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah. They 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 had a they they got to a point where they had to decide what kind of movie they were going to make. And one might say they made the wrong the wrong choice. <laughs> oh, I love that film. <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was like six years old. You know, some, some some people love blues music, and that's why they start playing the harmonica. Not me. Free Is that Willy. Elijah Wood in that movie? No, Is it's it not Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. It's some, I can't remember kid. I don't. I don't even know his name. I, I, he's just a child actor. I never actually saw him in anything when he was growing up. Okay, well, uh, that's something to look forward to in the future is when we discuss movies about killer whales because Anthony will definitely 
will definitely plump for that at some yeah. point. Favorite movie. Although we can talk about the, the documentary Blackfish technically there too. So yeah, we can do. Yeah. Well, stay tuned, listeners, because maybe <laughs> that'll come up. But um, yeah, so I think um, did we? I can't remember. If we said something for the Meg. Oh, you said like three or four, didn't we? Three or four. Yeah. Fine. Okay. So there we go. We've got our rating system well established, peer reviewed. It's all been, it's all above board, and you're welcome, listener, for for this objective. Uh, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. This establishment of how threatening these monsters are. I yeah, guess. It, was, it, was, it was great, great doing it for you. It's a service for the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we can move on. Yeah, well, I mean, so I think that's that. Unless, unless, and you have anything else uh, to add? I think that's going to bring us to the end of yeah, our. No, that's, um... that's that's all the ones I had. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, that, I think that's going to do it for us here on the uh, the best movie podcast ever, um, which really leaves us with only one simple question to answer, and that is, Anthony, what is your favourite movie? I'm going to surprise you this week by giving a sensible answer. It okay. was King Kong 1933. It's a, it's a solid shout. It was a great movie. I like more movies with big monkeys than them. That's my stance. <laughs> yeah. um, my favorite movie does not have a big monkey in it, but it does have a Hydra. That's Jason and the Argonauts. Go check that out if you want to see some men in skirts fighting uh, skeletons. <laughs> Tune in. They're not skirts. It's a tabard. That's very childish of me. Um, <laughs> Tune in next week where we're going to be doing our movie diary, a return to return to that. We talk about what we've seen since the last time we have done one of those. So it'll be two weeks worth of movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, thank you to Nancy Wyatt and Jared Ascarin for the use of our theme song. You can find links to their stuff down in the link below uh, on YouTube. Uh, and as I said before, share the show with your friends, get involved in the comments, shoot us a like. It really does help. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you same time, same place next week. And cut.